Welcome everyone, we're back again, Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayez, Shir number 358. We're continuing in the book, 10 Really Dumb Mistakes That Very Smart People Make by Berabatzi and Schaefer. And today we're going to talk about one fundamental difference between men and women, in that the women need to talk about their relationships. One of the major complaints that marriage, marriage therapists hear from women is, is that the men never talk. And the major complaint from men is, is that all she wants to do is talk. And really, it's a very fundamental difference that HaKadosh Baruch Hu put in a woman in particular um, to have this nature to talk and communicate. And it's brought down in when Adam called his wife Chava. One of the expressions of Chava is a lotion of Mechava. The Balatorum brings this down. Paragimel Kapazak Chav. It says, "Why is she? Why do you call her Chava? Al Shem Shemachava. Machava means she speaks. She talks." And he brings down this is in reference to what the Gemara and Kedushin Daf Mem Tesam says that Yud Kavan Tzicha Yardu La'Olam. There were ten measures of speech that came down into the world. And nine were given to women. It was given to women as a gift. Now, he discusses here, fascinating, again, we're not here to quote the book word for word. Highly recommend you read, buy the book, book and read it. He goes through uh, fascinating concepts of attachment theory and how even in the animals, like mothers, uh, mothers of but with monkeys that they need their mothers for nurturing and goes through the studies like that. And he goes through the idea behind a lot of the talking and communicating that Hashem placed in a woman is because of her um, her um, gift to be able to nurture children. And this is part of it. And what's interesting also is as follows. They found out pretty much, they did a statistic between the male and female population, and they came to the wrong conclusion. There was a conclusion that um, one of the doctors uh, that did studies, they claimed that men were a lot smarter than women, and therefore women were less suited uh, to be top-level mathematicians and scientists, because even now there there is a... Um, higher level of men that are mathematicians and scientists. But that was a very wrong conclusion. It has nothing to do with intelligence. They were and, and they did studies from boys and girls from age 12 and younger. No significant difference in mathematical abilities between males and females. They are the same in intellectual abilities, meaning from the intellectual ability standpoint, a woman could become a brilliant mathematician as much as a man could. The difference, how is is not in intelligence. The difference is in, dif- in is in interest. In other words, when boys and girls begin to mature, their interests change as their bodies change and as their brains change. Um, so he he basically says pretty much is that when girls and boys hit the age, their teenage years, uh, at that point, their mathematical or scientific capacity to understand things are non-existent. They're equal. But what happens is when estrogen floods the female brain, females start to focus more intensely on their emotions and on their communication, talking on the phone, connecting with girlfriends. At the same time, on the boy's side, the testosterone takes over the male brain, and boys grow less communicative. 
and become obsessed with scoring and achieving in games and other male-related interests. So that's the factor of the trajectory that, that of careers that where girls, generally speaking, lose interest in pursuits that require more solitary work, like mathematics and science, and fewer interactions with others, while boys retreat alone very often for hours on end. And they they and, and, and all of this impacts their academic performance, but again it's not a matter of intelligence, it's a matter of interest. Now Kaddish Baruch Hu clearly planted in a woman this inner desire to connect to others because she is the one who nurtures children. It's well known today and I'm not gonna go into it. He has a few pages on attachment theory. At some point we're gonna talk about it, but it's common knowledge now that if a mother does not hold or cuddle or 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 communicate with her baby, it hurts the child. And the role of the mother goes beyond just providing food and clothing and physical needs. The main role of a mother is to nurture a child so that he, the child, he or she feels secure and loved. The mother-child bond builds an emotional attachment and provides security. And nurturing is built into the nature of women. And therefore the speaking, the talking, which is a tool towards that nurturing, it was given to women. It actually affects the brain. If you do MRIs on the brain, they have 11% more neurons in the brain center for language and hearing because they are more disposed towards nurturing, not just hormonally, but even in their brain function. And the way you nurture and the way human beings create and develop relationships is by communication, and communication by speech creates those those connections. And that's why, oops, because a woman needs to connect, she needs to express her emotions and feel other people's emotions so that the relationship is built. So HaKadosh Baruch designed her to seek out those relationships and to build and to repair relationships. She's the mother of all future generations. And that is why Adam called his wife Chava, Chava Lashon of Mechava, to speak. Not, it has nothing to do with... Um, you know, over-talking with things. It's a talkative nature is healthy because it's the role to create and build relationships. So the word that he's a talker really means relationship builder. Men, on the other hand, aren't given this nature overall. It's not his role. And that's a marked difference between men and women as to why they talk and how they talk and in the language they talk and in the topics they talk about. Very different one from the other. Men like to share ideas and they talk to share ideas. That's why they talk. They talk because they want to communicate ideas to one another. Women don't share because of sharing ideas, although they could do that too, but it's more to connect. Talking for a woman is the glue that connects them to who they are connecting to. Men generally want to bond through activities, doing things together, and they communicate information and ideas together. But 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 they don't really... Um, you know, communic- uh, talk in order to connect necessarily. Certainly not in any n- way near a, how a woman wants to connect. So what he writes here is the seventh dumb mistake that couples make is they forget that talk means something totally different to a woman than it does to a man. They talk for different reasons and therefore they have trouble understanding each other. And once we understand why this is happening and why HaKadosh Baruch Hu wired it this way, then they'll understand each other. And 
women will become less frustrated at men why they don't talk and communicate as as much and the men will understand the women's perspective as to why they do need to talk talk uh, you know more and how that's so important in the relationship now of course it doesn't mean that they each could work of course towards accommodating each other and understanding but the understanding of what uh, how a man and a, a, a woman is wired helps tremendously in removing a lot of the discomfort or agmas nefesh that one has from the other uh, because of these differences that they have between them about the nature of their talking. One is to communicate and one is to share ideas. And men are less inclined to want to talk about their their feelings and, and the connectivity of it. It's normally not their nature. They have to go sort of against their nature in order to learn to do that with their wives. And wives need to learn to understand why men are wired differently and not take it so personally when they're less interested in talking and more interested in doing things together. He brings an amusing anecdote where young Hassan and Kala and, and, and um, so how was your day? The wife asks him and he says, good. And what, just good? Yeah, good. Nothing happened today. It was good. And that's where they sort of have a gap. He doesn't hop. He says, um, you know, why is she asking all these questions? And she's thinking, on the other hand, why isn't he telling me about his day? You know, why, why isn't he sharing with me? What she hears is, is he wants to be distant. He doesn't want to be connected, and he wants to be apart from her, his wife. That's the furthest thing from the truth. It's just that men in general, they go through a day, they do want to connect with their wives, and they do want to have a relationship, and they do want to do things together, but when they ask, they're asked, how was your day? And it was an overall good day. They, they don't find the need to elaborate because they don't understand why that's so important for their wife. Now, of course, when you learn about it and realize that it is, then you will share this. She's not asking you because she's nosy. She's not asking this because she's controlling and needs to know how you spend every second of your day. She's not being your mashkiach. She just wants to connect with you. And the way she learns to connect with you is by sharing experiences. That she, experience, she talks about her experiences during the course of the day. And she really from understands in her mind that her husband should share his experiences during the day. She wants to feel connected. And she wants him to share this with her because she wants to be part of his life. And that's why the Chazaynish, she says, brings down that when a man leaves uh, his house, he should tell his wife where he's going. And when he returned, he should tell her what he did. And these routines may seem unimportant, but they're very important. It, 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 it creates that connection. They're very important habits that is acknowledging how Kaddish Baruch Hu created them differently, and she needs to hear these things, all the details, so therefore he needs to provide that for her. Now he brings a fascinating insight, so this is very important for both a husband and a, and a, and a wife to understand, um, so, they, so that they won't be upset at each other because of this gap that they have. Um, so, you know, men sometimes say, we do talk all the time. And women complain that they never talk. So what he did was, Rabbi Schaefer, he asked the callers in general, when you met, before you met your husband, how much time did you spend talking to your friends on the phone every night? Typical answer was two hours, three hours. When he asked the husband, 
how much time do you spend talking to your friends on the phone every night? He says, maybe 10 minutes. So you see that, that gap already in the way they connect by speech. It's so vastly different. Now, what happens is in sometimes in a relationship, in the beginning, when the chasen and kala, there's infatuation, everything's magical, and then he's not acting like his regular self uh, because he's in that infatuation connection. So he talks and talks and talks to her. But once the magic wears off and the real work begins, and now he has to learn to share and communicate, and she has to learn that he's not a woman, and and he, he he's not likely going to talk to you for two, three hours on end every night. So there has to be a healthy balance in understanding their boundaries and who they really are. They both have responsibility to the relationship. So they have to work out a balance. He, the husband, does need to talk and communicate more, listen more and communicate more, a lot more than he did with his friends, just 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. Uh, um, but he needs to really, really open up even though it's hard for him and it's not part of his nature, he needs to open up to his wife, even about routine things, to show that he, you know, that his life is her life, and what happens is important. Uh, what happens to you know in his life is important to her, and she wants to hear it, and they need to communicate this way. So, husbands, please, if you want to have a strong, good marriage, you need to invest that time talking with your wife, even if it doesn't come naturally to you. It has to be real conversations, not just trivial conversations, but real, meaningful conversations. And with the women, very often, they if they have good friends, they should continue to talk and share things with their good friends that way they have, of course, bar, barring Lush and her, anything negative, and understand that your husband also will share things with you, ideally, but he'll never be that big talker that your female friends are, are, and he will do his best, or he should do his best, hopefully, to communicate more. But to fulfill your need to talk and to listen very often, it's not because he doesn't care, he just, or and it's not because he doesn't love you, he's just not built for that. Uh, so they're built very differently, and again, to strike the balance between the two with him working on communicating more verbally and her having a really realistic expectation of how much to expect uh, her wife, his wife to, um, his husband, her husband, I mean, to uh, communicate verbally. So there needs to be a balance there. We'll add another point that's very important to, 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 to know. Researchers uh, took men and women of different ages and directed them to enter a room and sit down. And there were two f- chairs facing forward and, um, you know, you could talk and or not talk or whatever it is. And what happened was when there were two women, whether young women or old women, they went to the room, they sat down, they moved the chairs to face each other, and they began talking that way. But when the two men went into the room, they didn't move the chairs. They would sit side by side, and uh, they would sometimes talk, sometimes not talk. And so they were very, very different in the way they're wired. By, by women, they look at each other when they're talking. They have a communication with their eyes. They're connecting. Very often with men, they're not. They're doing other things as they're talking to their friends. Um, they, they, they don't have that um, in intimate, uh, you know, eye-to-eye contact when they communicate. Another aside that's very important 
is a validation, uh, which we're going to talk about as Hashem, which is an extremely important thing. This is part of the conversation. So in a nutshell, the aside of this year is very simple, is that the, the, the talking and the communicating that Hashem implanted for, in, a, in a woman has a very deep purpose and a very deep need. And in truth, the, the wiring of most men where they don't need that communication as much in the verbal sense, is also purposeful. And therefore, in a good, solid marriage, they need to create that balance and respect each other. And he needs to do everything he can to listen and communicate to her, because it's important to her, and have these conversations, even if it doesn't come naturally to him. And she, in turn, needs to be realistic and understand why it's against his nature to do that, appreciate every time that despite that, she com- he communicates with her and uh, show his, her appreciation towards that and have a realistic expectation in regards to that communication. Brochen